I would escape from this hell of my life. And, and now I had to deal with the hell that was within. And that was, I, that would be like the next part of my journey for, the, I would say, the four years. Welcome to the Holistic Being Podcast, a place where we unravel the intricate tapestry that binds us together. Join us as we embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery and collective growth. This is the podcast where connection, empowerment, and the boundless human spirit converge. Wow, I get to interview you. What an honor. What an honor. I want to start by opening a connection heart to heart. So it is our highest selves that speak through us. And I want to show you my appreciation and gratitude for the woman that you are, for all of the work that you've been doing in order to be of service to others, for all of the hard hardships and all of the courage to go through everything that you needed to go through in order to be this vessel, to be this person that you are today. Thank you. See, you got me crying the first one, <laughs> 30 seconds of my, my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't sign off on the tears in the first 30 seconds, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for being who you are in my, in my life and in my journey, you know? it is um because of because of your work and your light in this world that allows me to continue to do my work and shine my light in this world so so grateful for you hmm. oh so tell tell us tell the audience um how are you doing today what's your life like um, yeah, overwhelmed with loving emotion is, is a beautiful place to be. Um, how am I doing? I'm doing amazing. Life is so sweet. Everything is flowing so beautifully. I am with the love of my life and my partner, my, my soulmate. My business is flourishing, thriving. I have the most incredible, powerful, unique, beautiful clients that I get to connect with and help and support and I get to shine my light in the world and speak my truth and and live in my purpose I get to share healing and wisdom and spirituality and insight and all my journey with people which makes it feel so worth it so worth it um and I live in beautiful San Diego which is such a paradise in itself and I get to just really spend my days appreciating the present being being here being in my body feeling safe in my body safe in my home safe in in this world connected connected to 
a higher source to God, to the universe, to to all the all the spirits that really support me and, and guide me on this path. I just yeah, life is a beautiful, beautiful thing right now. <laughs> just want to take a second there and bask in that. Wow. I feel that so deeply. It's incredible. I know your life has not been like this <laughs> always, you know, and so I'd like to maybe give a little background to the listeners as to, you know, this, this wasn't always like this. So if, if you don't mind sharing. Yes, of course. Um, you know, I grew up in New York. I grew up uh, with a very uh, just mentally ill mother. So she was afflicted in many ways, whether she had, you know, bipolar, narcissism, borderline, all of the above. But she was obviously, you know, suffered her own abuse as a child um, back in Thailand. My father was also a child of, you know, that had suffered a lot of abuse. And so through law of attraction, they attracted each other and, and continued to, you know, perpetuate that abuse within their own relationship and then within our family unit. And so I was grew up around so much violence and uh, abuse since, I mean, as much as long as I can remember every single day of my life was terrifying. And I lived in a constant state of fear and contraction and um, misery and um, what, not knowing whether when you're going to be physically abused, when you're going to be put outside, when things are going to be, you know, explode. And, um, and so that really caused me to shrink into myself and try to find solace within myself. And so I became a shell of who I was very early on. I remember um, being eight years old and writing in my journal, like, Today, I stopped loving mom and almost around the same time wanting to kill myself around then or two, around like 10 years old, just wanting to find an escape from the prison of pain that I was living in that was just constant. And so when I was able and old enough to drink, I started to around like 14, 15. So I became an alcoholic probably almost immediately because it was the only moment where I found relief and found just like an escape from the pain that I was feeling every single day of my life. And so, um, you know, as life would go on, my father would then end up going to jail because of uh, the abuse between him and my mother. And uh, it was just such a traumatic experience to be, you know, 16 and have your father in jail for attempted murder and then your mother just packing her stuff up in garbage bags and leaving and just being abandoned essentially to figure it out on on my own but you know part of i think why survivors are so resilient is because it is in those moments when we really have to find that strength to continue to carry on and you know i continue to reach for substances to uh, just alleviate a lot of the pain and suffering I was carrying. So I became a drug addict pretty um, early on as well, first with marijuana, then it was cocaine and obviously other hard drugs in which, you know, I would continue to be a raging alcoholic all through college, but also part of, you know, 
what I think is our survival mechanism is to also achieve, right? And so externally, I was achieving, right? I went to college, I got good grades, I got a job, I, I was doing the things, you know, I moved back to New York City, after college, you know, I was working, making tons of money and validating myself through what I was acquiring, you know, on a material level, and taking vacations and buying bags and shoes and, and doing all the all the surface level things that I thought would fill the void in my, in my soul, in my heart. And, you know, at this point I had racked up a pretty uh, uh, large record of um, police arrests. You know, I had been arrested many times, whether it was for uh, first degree assault charges, a DWI, drug possession. Like I was, anytime at that point I had gotten arrested, I kind of already knew the process. I was like, yeah, just process me so I can get out because I got things to do later. And so it was, it, it became really dark as I continued to make a lot of money and have more freedom, but also had all these toxic habits. So, you know, there were times where I had been drugged and I had been raped and, and times where there were things that may have happened to me. I, I'm not really sure, you know, um, because of just the situations that I was in, partying, drinking, staying out late and, and around really s sketchy neighborhoods and sketchy places around some really unsavory people. And so I would say around the age of 20, at the age of 24, 25, I was, again, making a lot of money, but I was so depressed and I was in a little bit of like a drug hole where I didn't see the sun for about a year. I just, yeah, I would get up when the sun had already set and I, I would stay up and party until the sun rises. And so it was about a year until I finally realized like, okay, I need to find some other outlets of, because my life feels like I'm, it's deteriorating at this point. And at 26, I had what we call a dark night of the soul, but a mental breakdown in which I basically wanted to kill myself. I wanted to disappear you know I didn't want to live anymore I didn't want to be here anymore I looked around my life I had everything I wanted but inside I was miserable and I felt like I was dying and I reached out to a shamanic healer in that moment of panic and and fear of my safety and this woman really held space for me she invited me to come see her in Brooklyn I went to see her all through and everybody's like, why did you call? I don't know. We just were following, you know, this is, this is when God comes in and just starts to lead you on a path um, out of the darkness. And I worked with a shamanic healer for six months. We did a lot of energy work. I, at that moment, I actually didn't acknowledge myself as a, ch as a child of abuse. I had really blocked a lot of that out. So all of the memories of things that had happened to me really began to resurface in my healing. And, um, so it was a big shift working with her, really working through all of the energy that was keeping me so stuck and suffocated. And then I would eventually, she would eventually lead me to my first ayahuasca ceremony, which changed, completely transformed and changed my life. So from there, I immediately became sober within one ayahuasca ceremony and life just began to just to take a whole new trajectory after that um i ended up let me pause you for a second would you mind explaining for the listeners what ayahuasca is 
Yeah, yeah. So ayahuasca is a sacred plant medicine that has been used for over 6,000 years in all of the ancient tribes and traditions in the in South America. So the Incans, the Mayans, they've all had some sort of sacred plant in which they've, you know, used for spiritual awakening, for spiritual connection and for for healing. And ayahuasca is a mixture of a vine and a leaf that is found in the Amazon jungle and mixed together to make a tea. And through this tea, people um, sit in a ceremony with a shaman or a curandero or, or an ayahuasquero, somebody who's serving the medicine who's been trained in the traditions. And from there, you're, you're really going in to, to hike the, the, the caverns of your soul, you know, you're really going deep into the places that are, are dark and scary and in your, in your heart and your, in your mind and your being that need to be cleaned out. We, it's called the medicine of the light because what she is, is like a flashlight, right. To go into the places that we may be hiding from or the places that we have pushed down so far that need are poisoning us from in inside. And so what she does is she shines a light. Um, she being the great grandmother spirit of ayahuasca, um, Abuelita, you know, she shines a light into these places to bring them up to the surface so that we can see them, transmute them, alchemize them, process them, purge them, and release them from our being, from our soul, from our spirit, and allows us to connect to a higher power. It, it helps support people that are, you know, struggling with things like PTSD, anxiety, depression. Uh, it helps support people that are healing generational trauma. And, um, yeah, supported me in healing my addictions. And so it, it heals the body. It's, um, neuroregenerative. So, you know, it, it really is just medicine. What we call it is just medicine. It's healing on all levels, mind, body, spirit. And, uh, and it's all natural. It's all his plants, his sati, you know, and, and, um, but it's very intense process, right? There's a lot of things that are involved as far as like having to, really face a lot of our our shadows but then also having to release them in different ways you know different ways of purging crying you know going to the bathroom shaking um you know vomiting things like that but it's all for the for the for the outcome of, of becoming lighter, right? Like times where I explain this to people, I'm like, if you are throwing up, you're throwing up years of unprocessed trauma, your insecurities, your self-doubt, you know, and you're, you feel like a hundred pounds of weight has been lifted off of you. And now you feel like you can fly and it's the most liberating experience. And so, um, yeah, so for me, really finding this medicine has completely changed my life and, and has given me so much because it gave me access to start to really not only have tools to to understand my trauma, but then to heal my trauma. Because what I really understood, even from my first ayahuasca ceremony ever, which is now like eight years ago, um, was that everything, you know, and if I can paint this picture, it's me and God and we're you know, side by side. And I'm looking at my life from this aerial view, from this eagle eyes view. And I see this maze that is a representative of my life. And I see myself like a little lab rat just going through the little maze. And God showed me that every single thing that I had experienced, my struggles, my challenges, my trauma, all the suffering I had experienced was given to me intentionally 
so that I can overcome it, so I can transcend it, so I can become stronger from it. And from this place of wanting to take my life, feeling hopeless and feeling like I didn't matter, like my existence was, you know, an afterthought, I really began to have a deep, profound gratitude for my life and and the ways in which this higher power had been looking out for me and that I was never alone in that process. And so it really gave me a new lease on life and everything from there began to unravel pretty quickly. So from the first ayahuasca ceremony, the, what happened after? Yeah, so I, I mean, so funny, I would be at a bar and a girl would ask me, do you need a drink? And I'm like, I actually don't drink I can't drink anymore ever since I did this thing called ayahuasca like I just can't drink anymore and she's like she looked at me with these crazy eyes and she was actually organizing ayahuasca ceremonies in New York City so in two weeks she invited me to another one so in my I found myself in a second one randomly and in that ceremony I was told that I was going to move to California and I you know felt the sun I could hear the ocean I felt the sand in front of me and I was like, that's a wonderful thought. And then I was also told that my relationship would have to end, which was very abusive at the time because, you know, I was perpetuating the abuse I had had uh, experienced in my childhood. And I was like, I, I was resistant. I'm like, I don't want to leave this person. I love them, right? A week later, I got fired from my job. A week after that, me and my ex got into the biggest physical fight that like ended us. And then I had to find a new place to live within probably three weeks. I had an apartment in San Diego. I had a girl that was getting me furniture that that signed the lease for us. I had, you know, shipped my car, packed my stuff, like had enough money to get a flight. Everything was just alignment, just everything. The path was cleared for me to go. The easiest move of my life, and it was across the country. And um, I got here newly sober. I have no idea what just happened to me. <laughs> I just completely like I, I'm in a whirlwind, right? And I'm like, wow, something is really moving in this in this universe that I can't understand. And for me, I was like, I need to keep going. I need to keep going. It was just like I was such a seeker, you know, needing to understand, needing wanting to know more, wanting to learn more. Okay, like I would escape from this hell of my life and now I had to deal with the hell that was within and that was I that would be like the next part of my journey for then I would say the four years of just being very underground and working a lot on my inner healing I would go to Peru several times doing work in the sacred valley doing work with different shamans in the jungle and and just finding all all different types, you know, ayahuasca has many different strains and many different lineages and many tr different traditions. And although I had access to the medicine here in in California, I was still looking elsewhere to just to learn more, to just be more informed and 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 yeah, I found a lot of different things and 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 answers and experiences and and a lot of healing through that process. But I mean, it was dark and it was hard and it was it was painful and um and it was it it was very private and intimate for me which is why i really kind of fell off the face of the earth for a little bit when people are like diana moved out of new york city and we didn't see her for another four years <laughs> and uh it's when i resurfed this is kind of when i met you what how did it go from um you were in new york and you were doing all this to 
I'm going to work with people. I'm going to help people in coaching and the work that you do. And, and explain a little bit about the work that you do for the listeners. Yeah. So um, today I'm an empowerment coach. I'm a spiritual mentor. I help people tap into their power. I help people transmute their pain. I help people work through all of their inner blockages so they can create the life that the love, the prosperity, the success that they desire in their life. I help people really break through a lot of their generational wounds and patterns so that they can really tap into who they were meant to be on this earth and not let their past hold them back. Essentially, it's the journey that I've walked for myself and being able to give that now pay it forward as a gift to others is really the mission right um it's incredible (laughs) thank you um when I really think about my journey into stepping into this role as as a spiritual leader it was so beyond my like even awareness or ability to like fathom that I could be able to do this right because if you're an abused child a lot of the things that you struggle with are um your confidence your belief in yourself and 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 believing and being seen and being heard and speaking your truth right and and um and deep insecurity, right? So I was in that place for a long time of just wanting to stay small and stay hidden and, and thinking that I didn't have anything to contribute and thinking that I didn't, that nothing that I shared would be of value and, and being scared to put myself out there, fear of judgment, fear of criticism, right? Um, and I love this. I don't remember where I heard it, but it was like when you're you're scared of being judged, it's really like four or five people that you have in mind that is gonna that are gonna judge you. <laughs> and and but but they can be like create like this wall that blocks you from like stepping forward into what you want to do. And I remember when I heard that it like shifted my own. I'm like, oh yeah, those fuck those four or five people. Like, I'm gonna do this, you know? And um, I mean, obviously I I just knew I wanted more in my life. I was working as a waitress. I had been a waitress at that point for like 10 years. And and really in like, uh, it, it got to a point and the way the universe works, right? It's like it, the universe makes you really uncomfortable. So you have to move and you have to change, right? And I started to get to that point as I continued to grow spiritually and do my work outside of of my job and, and, and work with ayahuasca and organize ayahuasca ceremonies and retreats. Like I I knew I had more that I wanted to give and I knew I was living under my potential. And then it started to really be painful, like physically painful for me to continue to accept myself in that level of smallness and, and to really not expand into what was calling me forward. And when something is so, it, it, it's so loud in your, in your body and you continue to ignore it, it will just continue to get louder. And I think that's really what started to happen for me, um, that I, I started to just continue to seek, right? Like I started, you know, I started teaching yoga and, and then I was like, this is okay. Okay. You know? And then I, I started, you know, I got Reiki certified and I'm like, this is okay. And, 
And then I continue to tap into my own intuitive powers. Like, and I really think every single thing, it's a stepping, everything is a stepping stone, right? Like when I started teaching yoga, it helped me really well with my public speaking, being able to speak on my toes, holding space for a large group of people and, and, and allowing myself to be seen and heard, which was like terrifying, right? And then when I got Reiki certified, it helped me tap into my intuitive powers and really helped me trust like the the images, the the sounds, the voices, the 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 colors that I was seeing in my inner eye and, and really being able to tap in intuitively with people's energy and, and people's feelings, right? And 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 stepping into the role of, of a healer. And so it was like all of these things combined and and then just my work with the medicine, you know, well for so long, holding space, creating sacred space for people. Like when I really think about all of those skills then coming in to create this combo of like, well maybe I can be a spiritual coach, right? If I can just, and, um, you know, at that time is kind of when you and I connected and then, and then, uh, with my, with my coach at the time and, and many coaches that I've hired and, and mentors that I've hired since then that really supported me in, uh, structuring what a business would look like, right. And, and building that audience and showing up to be of service in a way where it resonates and really working on my energy and manifestation and, and getting clear on, on who I wanted to help and what I wanted to help with and, and really just showing up and trying, right? And then when I started to step into really, you know, taking clients and, and really working with people one on one, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good at this. Like, <laughs> and it was like, that's the thing with with trying something new, right? Like, you don't know you're good until you're like in the field, right? And that's, that's the thing why you always have to try and why people get scared of trying, but you have to try because I had to try all those things to be like, they're okay. And they're not really for me, you know, for me to start trying something else. And I'm like, wait, I'm really good at this. And like, I should keep doing this. And so as you know, I continued to grow and my audience began to grow and my clientele began to grow and, you know, and just, uh, yeah, it just, it's just, it's been like a roller coaster. That's kind of, it's taken me on a ride really, you know? <laughs> totally. And for, for the audience, uh, Reiki is a modality, it's a Japanese modality where you channel life force through your hands and you um, sort of put your hands over people's bodies to align the energies back to homeostasis and help the body heal itself. Um, and it's really incredible how the all of the skills that you have gained, but also in, in reality, who you are, because it was your courage to step outside of your comfort zone. It was your courage to move and trust completely universal guidance. It was your your courage to seek more beyond what you were comfortable with. And it was even the courage to let go of the beliefs that you were, your purse, that you were the shoes, that we, you were whatever. Not that you, not that we're not allowed to buy nice shoes and nice purses and whatever, but the identification with the ego, you know, and you completely dismantling that and, and killing the ego, you didn't kill it, but you tamed it and understood in, in a way. And then educating yourself, expanding, getting mentorship, you know, paying for coaching for mentors to continue supporting you so you can show up authentically for others as well. And, 
I remember in one conversation we've had is you saying that when you are doing this um, as a purpose, when you're doing the coaching, your work to serve others, that puts you in complete alignment. But when you forget, that's when things start sort of getting in the way. The, do you remember a little bit about? Yeah, yeah. Um, when it's tricky stepping into living in service, serving a higher power, surrendering yourself as a vessel of light, and then also simultaneously living in this 3D world, operating a very structural masculine business, right? Having to pay taxes and <laughs> deal with large amounts of money. And, you know, it is walking a very fine line of essentially one foot in the in the ethereal, one foot in the spiritual, one foot in here in the physical, and really having to integrate both parts of ourselves as humans, right? We have to live our human lives. And then we also have this other spiritual life that is also as real and as important. And I think sometimes when our human gets carried away in the numbers and the and the profits and the and the ego gets validated in the sales and the and the clients and and the and the likes and the followers and, and all that stuff, we start to get lost in in the maze right of of the mind and and what's really important and i think part of what my spiritual practice is is a constant reminder pulling me back into what is what is the most important which is me being a, a clear and clean vessel for light and and love and compassion and healing to flow through. And it's when I'm in those places where I'm actually having the most success, but when I'm actually least attached to it. Yeah. When you say clean vessel, can you explain a little bit about like, how do you do that for yourself? For me, it's like an everyday practice. It's kind of like keeping a clean body, right? Like every day you're going to wake up and brush your teeth and take a shower, hopefully, you know, <laughs> And, and, and do the things that are just kind of like a hygiene, right? Like our spiritual hygiene, like how are you keeping yourself clean of other people's energies? How are you keeping yourself clean of other, of, of projections and ego and judgment and all these things? And for me, it's, con it's constantly uh, having a, a, a meditation practice in the morning for an hour I sit and I allow myself to purge anything that is not in alignment with me and what I'm trying to achieve here on this earth. And I mean, a lot of stuff, you know, it's kind of like sorting and sifting through the mental garbage, right? Like, is this who I want to be? No, I got no. Is this something I want to continue to, to hold on to? No, like, you know, and it's just constantly like, Oh, wait, this is nice. I like this. I'm gonna keep this right. Like, you know, and it's like, and just really allowing yourself some space to evaluate, like, who am I being? in like in a moment to moment, right? Because a lot of times when life gets busy and we get busy and we're, you know, moving fast, it's like we can be living unconsciously, reacting unconsciously, doing things unconsciously. And then even like in from a moment to moment, I can, I can react unconsciously and like in 30 seconds later, I'm like, what was that? Like, why did I do that? <laughs> I'm so sorry, you know? And like, and just having moments of, of just, uh, yeah, just taking inventory of like, 
what are the what's the energy that I'm putting out and and what and therefore what am I attracting back to myself right or what is the what am I doing with my time and and am I living in alignment am I being disciplined with what I said I'm going to do am I working towards my goals or am I just you know it's just kind of a constant self introspection um for me my my meditation practice is a vital vital um this might be tmi but if i don't meditate i actually get constipated yeah exactly the energy's not flowing i'm like i'm like an energetic constipation but it actually translates to like a physical constipation totally yeah exactly so, yeah it's so funny so in order for me to be regular i need to actually meditate um and that for me too uh, translates to like a physical practice. Like I do hot yoga pretty often. I'm moving my body. I have a personal trainer that I'm constantly, you know, I'm just always like in my body trying to to really have my energy flowing. And I'm trying to think what other things I do. I make sure that I'm constantly serving my days off with positive momentum, whether I'm listening to something positive on YouTube or listening to other coaches, other mentors. I'm investing in myself, learning. Um, you know, just allowing myself to, to expand and get out of, I think what a, sometimes when we get into the smallness, right, of ourselves or, or whatever the ego and, and, and that's when I feel like it gets dirty when you're just like, I, it's, it's the smallness, right? Not enough. I don't have enough. Like there's a lack and limitation of things going on. And then I think working to constantly expand opens you up to really understand and feel into the more and into the, the more that you are and the higher powers and, and just like the infinite source of energy that is always available. So I have, I have two questions uh, regarding that. The first question is how do you handle the masculine and energy energies, you know, and it, can you explain a little bit about what those are? Yeah. Um, so for masculine and feminine to me means like yin and yang, right? It's like the balance of the whole. And for me, the masculine represents my action taking, my my doing, right? Like managing my business, leading my clients, being being stepping into my power, really operating from my solar plexus, and really being like forceful in the way that I'm like intentionally creating and and putting content out and and creating retreats and leading people, right? And being this contain holder holder of the container in which I create, whether in my coaching or in my um, in and it retreats just like making sure that people feel safe because I got them right like and I got myself how do I show up in my masculine energy for myself I do what I say I'm gonna do right like I I, I go and see my trainer when I say I'm gonna see my trainer right I stick to my routines like that's how I show up in my masculine when I show up and I sit down to work and like things are organized and like finances are balanced and like everything is working right me and my feminine is what I would call like my flow days right where I'm just like well I'm gonna go to hot yoga I don't really want to have a routine today. Maybe I just want to like go outside, go to the beach, you know, hang out with my boyfriend, let him take care of me, right? I'll be a passenger princess in the car, say wherever you want to go, I'm, I'm down, you know, and allow myself to receive um, and just surrender, right? When I'm, um, I would say like when I'm in my meditation practice, I, I try to actually balance in my, because for me, masculine means I'm, I'm trying, I'm in control, right? I'm in control. And when I'm in my spiritual practice, I really like to give up that control to God. 
And I really want to surrender and receive and in that space, feel like a child of God and, and feel held and, and taken care of in that space. So it is a lot of work to balance that. Uh, me and my, my partner actually right now, we have like a, what we call like a halfway house between like, cause like Monday through Thursday, I'm in my masculine. And so like Thursday night is like the time in which we like transition. <laughs> So that like Friday through Sunday, I could actually be in my feminine because he he's very much in his masculine. So like if I show up in my masculine, like we're going to clash. And so he's like, can you stop? And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> you decide. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. And the other question I had for you was, how did you find out that this was your purpose? Was it like trial and error? What what felt right? Or how did you come up to this? I know. It's so crazy, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, so I, I, that's such a great question for me because I'm still kind of baffled <laughs> at it as well. Because I, I, okay, I have to tell you the story. I, 2017, or no, sorry, 2018, I was about to go into an ayahuasca ceremony. I found this journal entry in which I was writing down my intentions for the ceremony. And I wrote down, you know, dear mother ayahuasca, please help me break free of all of my fear of, of my own greatness and break free of these limitations and this lack and scarcity that keeps me stuck and paralyzed. I want to show up and make an impact and I want to be of service and I want to share my heart and my light in the world and I want to help people that have been suffering um, the way that I was suffering before you helped me I want to I want to lessen the suffering of others through my existence and I had no idea what that meant but I just knew that's what I wanted I had no idea. I could have been a, become I be a social worker. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know. Like a yoga instructor, or yeah, yeah, do acupuncture. Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't know. Right? I didn't know, but that just knew that's what I wanted. Within two, that was twenty eighteen. She removed my partner, my codependent partner, from my life, and then sent me on that whirlwind for like a year and a half until I landed into what I would be now as in a spiritual life coach, right? And and when I found I and I at this point I've been like a year into my business, you know, hitting a major financial um markers in my life that I never thought I would hit and and having this like massive success that like blew my own mind. And then I found this journal entry and I just like broke down crying. You know, because I, I realized like I had always wished for this, but I didn't know what, what it was going to look like. And I think that's part of it, right? It's like, we don't know until we really just get into the, I think what I had asked for was the essence of that. I wanted to be of service. I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to share my light, my heart. I wanted to lessen the suffering of others. I didn't know how that was going to play out, but she kind of, I kind of surrendered to how that was going to look. And it just kind of took me on its own journey. And so when maybe a moment when I realized it was my purpose is when I, I just loved it so much. Like, I just like, I like came into it and I'm like, I do this for free. And I was kind of doing it for free for a little bit. Right. Um, but it was like, I would do it for free. 
I would do it for free, hundred percent. I wouldn't be it wouldn't be supportive of the the value that I hold myself in in this moment. But that's how much I love it is that I could do it all day. And it would it would it brings me so much joy. It gives me life in moments in my life when I was having my own personal struggles or going through breakups. And when I came into my work, it nourished me, it it filled me up. And that's how I knew it was medicine for me too. Yes, yes, I love that. And you you mentioned something that um, if you were to do it for free, it wouldn't value um, the process that you're providing for people. Can you talk a little bit about um, valuing what you offer? For anyone who is saying, well, maybe I shouldn't charge this much or, you know, I should do it for free or she should give it to me for free. Can you speak a little bit on, on that? Yeah, I think it, when it comes down to uh, doing a lot of work on your self-worth, right, it really, your self-worth is directly tied to your finances, right? And so when I didn't value myself, I'm like, yeah, it's $40 <laughs> for an hour of my time, you know, like, and it was, that was a reflective of how much I thought I was worth, right? Because I didn't value myself. I didn't value my time. I didn't value my energy. I didn't have self-confidence in my gifts. I, I, I thought they probably weren't that good. So I'm just lucky that anybody wants it, right? Like I, and once I started to do a lot of more, like inner work on myself and valuing myself and, and really understanding that, that I am providing a, a very valuable service. Not only that, but it, it's transforming people's lives and then the lives of their children and the lives of their family members and, the, and so on, you know, and the, the ripple effect of that is endless, right. Of what it is that I give. Right. And so that energy exchange needs to be equivalent to the energy that I am am giving out that is going to have an infinite like uh, effect and and ripple effect out into the world, um, and so I I think you're you know and that's the thing right what I I know I train a lot of coaches actually uh, supporting them and building their businesses online, and a lot of them they want to start charging more but they're not embodied in in their self worth. And so when they sh show up to, to present their price, it's not embodied, it's shaky and people feel that. And so it's not, there's not going to be, you, you can't close sales that way. Right. And so, um, you've got to really be like anchored in who you are and the value of what you bring in your price. And from there you will, you will meet the people that are also in alignment with that. And it's, it's been a journey for me to really expand into into knowing that about myself as, as again, being a child of the future, constantly working on your, your self-worth and not attaching it to your results and not attaching it to, to all this external validation, right. And really having to hold it in yourself. And, and that's definitely a practice as well. And I know you have a course or training on, I think it was, um, or it is about attracting, uh, or mastering the finances, the energy. Um, can you just share just a little bit, kind of like a teaser on what happens when your alignment is off and how that completely connects to the way, the way that you are attracting money um, and maybe some examples or, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So it's my Quantum Wealth Masterclass, which is going to be out very soon. 
yeah, for people to purchase. And so basically it is, a, there's a flow of energy, right? That is the prosperity and abundance in the universe. And when we are, we are in a contracted state, right? When we're saying, I'm not enough, I don't have enough, there's never enough in my life, people don't want to give to me, people don't love me, right? You're keeping yourself actually separate from that flow of, of abundance and prosperity, right? You're, keep, you're, you're separating yourself. You're, there's, there's, it's out here, I'm in here, and I, and I don't have it, right? And so energetically, you cut yourself off from the receiving in that way. Right. And that can be, it, there, that's a very small example, but it could be just like holding on to anger, right. Holding on to resentment, right. Holding on to uh, the past and feeling victimized and, and feeling like people owe you something like just really being in a place of, of just almost like re- you start to repel all the goodness away from you. Right. And, and it's, and it's, it's crazy because it really is just like a mental shift to then get back into alignment of I have enough. I am enough. I love myself. Good, good people are finding me. People appreciate me. The people that are meant to be in my life are here. I'm supported. The universe loves me. God loves me. Everything I need will be provided for. I trust and believe in that. And I know that there is good in the world and good is coming to me and I can't wait to receive it. Right. That keeps you opens up your energy to, to connect to that flow right because that flow is always it's almost like it's a river right and and it's a river and it's either you're gonna allow you're allow allow yourself to to connect with the river you're gonna separate yourself from the river and so opening up yourself to be like yeah i want to receive from the river and then the river flows in and all of a sudden abundance is here people people want to pay you everything is lining up for you right things and I mean, I've experienced that in my life and when I was going through so much hardship and how everything began to just spiral down and it was like, I couldn't stop it, right? But then I had to, doing the work, yeah, doing the work, you're like, okay, I am either a magnet or I'm repelling things from me, right? No one is doing anything to me, right? Taking accountability, radical accountability for your life. This is so, so, so good and so helpful. And um, I really appreciate all the the juicy stuff you're sharing, all the tips that are going to help a lot of the listeners. And, and to also see your journey to inspire other people. You know, you overcame so much. And, and here you are sort of reaping the benefits of all of your internal work. No one handed it to you. You did the work yourself. And now you're like, my life is good. And it's not even about like, I arrived. It's like, Ooh, what else? You know, what else is coming? What else do we attract? So where can people find out more about you and your upcoming uh, courses and, you know, maybe ceremonies and things like that? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at the urban indigo. I'm also on TikTok at the urban indigo. You can also visit my website, the urban indigo.com. Um, it's the same username across all platforms, Facebook, etc. Um, yeah, I have retreats coming up. I am doing an ayahuasca retreat in Peru in June. That one is full, but definitely stay tuned for the next one. I'm constantly channeling new courses, new programs, new offerings all the time. I actually just got a new one in my, in my meditation yesterday. So that'll be out soon um yeah i think being being in a 
in a intuitive space of like spiritual help like you just never know what's going to come through you never know what god's going to be asking of you next right and so definitely they connected with me because i i don't even know but when it comes through it's amazing it's powerful and uh it, it's really it's, it's really just a divine channel of all that you know we're here to do in the world which is support each other this was really, really amazing, really inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all of your work in the world and all of your light and all the ways in which you support so many people, including myself. And I'm just so grateful for who you are as a woman, as a leader, as a, as a, as a light worker, and, um, because I, I wouldn't be the woman that I am without you. So thank you. Now you're going to make me cry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I received that. I received that. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this transformative journey through the holistic being podcast. We hope our discussions on the pursuit of holistic well-being have left you inspired and empowered. Remember to carry the lessons learned here into your own life, fostering a harmonious balance of body, mind, and spirit. As we continue to rise together and unlock our boundless potential, let us spread love, compassion, wisdom, and light to all corners of the world. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Until next time, stay connected, keep growing, and always remember to spread the light and love.